Hi friend, my name is Maya. This is Light on Living, a podcast that I'm creating for people like you. Right now, it's Saturday. It's 6.30 p.m. After I record this episode, I'm going to go and make dinner for the people that I'm staying with during this time. Um, after I recorded the last episode, I had a couple of people reach out to me and say, Hey, can you not tell us a little bit about yourself? And we want to hear your story. And I couldn't imagine what's so interesting about my story. <laughs> but today I was doing a yoga class with my husband. He was teaching for his Instagram. Um, if you want to do it with him, he does it every day at 5 p.m. Spanish time. And um, yeah, you can find his channel on Instagram at Carlos Verona BJJ. And we're also at the Flow Academy. Anyway, um, while we were doing the session, I was remembering when I learned yoga. And to be honest, I often tell people, yeah, I learned yoga when... I was in India, I went to high school there, I was 16 years old, I went to this amazing high school in the middle of nowhere on the top of a mountain outside of a city called Pune, which is between Bombay and Goa. Pune is the home to two big Indian gurus, modern gurus. One is Osho and the other is Iyengar. And you might have heard of these guys. Um, they've written a lot of books. <laughs> and done a lot of talks and they had big followings and people that are still following them today even both of these guys are dead um i didn't study with either of them i studied with a woman named gulnash who was a master teacher in the ayengar tradition and i studied at her home i had private classes with her so my introduction to yoga was quite different from the yoga that you guys meet over here um, there was no requirements to wear tight leggings in fact um, for those of you who know there's these specific kind of shorts that you wear in a yengar that really show your muscles in your legs so that the teacher can correct them and it wasn't yoga to feed my ego it was yoga to snap me out of it and um, there were definitely times when I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Get me out of it. This is just stupid. I don't understand what difference this is going to make. Um, but there was also this thing in me that knew that this was something that I wanted to learn more. And in the beginning, it was a lot about alignment of the physical body, but also really about staying in one position for a long time and learning how to hold that position properly, how to do things properly. And a few words of, you know, the mantras that my teacher was instilling in me was always vigilant, always attentive, always present. Um, when I read and I see, you know, people say, yeah, most people are like 97% of the time on, in their subconscious or in their unconscious and they're just on autopilot. Um, yeah, I started practicing this this way of yoga when I was 16. So I find that hard to relate to. And if you know me, and some of you who listen do, and uh, you know me quite well. Um, maybe you would agree with me that I am quite present um, most of the time. 
So this is really what I learned through that practice. And then I went along and, you know, tried other ways of doing yoga when I left India. And um, I started doing yoga in 2001. And in 2005, I was living in London. Um, I had recently been through a hurricane in the Caribbean and had to leave um, my life there that I was making for the first time feeling happy in a place and feeling home and feeling like I had found my people. Um, Now I was in London and I was feeling very lost and I ended up spending time with people who were not um, good for me. I don't know if I want to say that but Let's move forward. I got myself pregnant. I had just been through the London bombings and I knew that I didn't want to have a child. I've never wanted to procreate. I want to create a lot, but um, a child has not been on my on my to-do list. Anyway, so I was in Sweden and I had an abortion and it was absolutely physically I mean it just ripped me apart really mentally I was okay with it you know I was like no I didn't want this kid it's not something that um, I wanted it's just something that I have in my body that I don't want to have anymore so it's fine and I did a pill abortion and after that abortion I just lost it Um, I think I just ended up sitting on a chair and shaking and crying for about a few hours. Um, And I'm not even going to go into the gory and bloody details of the time that I was in the hospital. But what I want to end up to is this. I then changed my life completely as a result. And I decided that university would be a good place for me because I've always found the capitalistic culture that we're in quite difficult and I found academic institutions a lot more safe and nurturing because it's not about chasing money Um, it's about learning which uh, has always aligned for me much better so anyway I went to university and on um, having listened to my elders my family I decided that I would study engineering somehow and again if you know me you know that engineering is about as far away from um, <laughs> my kind of way of being as you can get. Um, I could probably like you know enjoy designing things, but all the mathematics and all the higher level science stuff was not doing good for me. And I was kind of getting a little bit bullied in my classes. I was one of the only two females, and I was definitely the only uh, feminine female. So. I didn't really fit in and every time we had a, like a group project um, literally the class would look away from me and I would get picked last you know what I mean so a couple of months into that and I was having um, anxiety and depression and I really didn't want to be alive anymore um, so one day I'd failed I think three exams it was exam period and I'd failed three exams in one week so I decided that I was going to kill myself and maybe I should have put a trigger warning in the beginning of this episode but I'm not going to stay on it too long I had a lot of things going on in my mind I blah 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 something happened 
and my right hand interrupted my mind and took over and reached out for my phone and called the Swedish equivalent of 112. Um, and I said, somebody needs to come and get me. I'm a danger to myself. And they said, sorry, but, you know, we're not sending ambulances out for things like that. If you're concerned, you have to come in yourself. And I did. I got on my bicycle and I rode through the snow um, to the hospital and I signed myself in. Um, and when I got there, I had to do some kind of self-test. And anyway, so I was in the hospital. They gave me a bed. Um, I was lucky enough to get my own room. Um, and it was quite a nice big room in the mental hospital. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, there I could just talk and talk and talk and talk about all the stuff that happened there but there was a thing with a male nurse who sort of became a little bit sexually inappropriate with me very fucking sexually inappropriate in fact and um yeah not cool so I got triggered in there in a few different ways and um really just regretted having gone there and thought you know I don't trust anybody this whole society is so fucked up and even in this place where we're supposed to feel safe and we're supposed to be protected. Um, it's not that, you know. So I try to kill myself again in there, which is, you know, probably quite difficult. But I also learned a lot from the people who were there with me, the other, you know, mentally, um, the other mental people, the other crazies, the other unhappy souls. Anyway, the story I want to get to really is that one day I went into the gym room. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but basically that they totally condone smoking in the mental hospital. At least when I was there. They have like a smoking room indoor and you can get cigarettes easier than you can get any other thing brought into you. Um, so I had a couple of times where I went in the smoke room because there was just, just not that much to do. Um, and I, I smoked and then I realized I really didn't enjoy sitting in there. And uh, I started going into the gym room to kind of switch off because nobody else ever went in there. Um, and this is where I really learned yoga. The stuff that I had learned from my teacher was coming back to me. Um, but I didn't have anybody else looking at me. There was no purpose to my yoga practice. There wasn't anything new to learn. I was just remembering um, these lessons and starting to feel my body again and little by little day by day um, this was the thing that really healed me and I was in the gym room more and more hours each day um, and I'm not going to say that I came out of the mental hospital and I was totally well adjusted and fixed because I don't think that we can heal these kind of soul disorders or soul diseases on our own because they're not happening because there's something wrong with us. They're happening because there's so many things <laughs> that we are um, feeling that are not right or okay in the world around us. And uh, those of us who are on this journey of awakening of moving forward and, and um, brave enough, courageous enough to feel it and see it for what it is. Um, 
we're going to have a lot of dissonance to deal with. So I came out of the hospital and I definitely wasn't cured um, because the world is still the world and the people around me hadn't changed. But I had found this thing that I could do that at least brought me home to myself. And a lot of years that I've been you know, because of the way I grew up and never feeling safe at home. Um, I spent a lot of time looking for a refuge for somewhere in the world where I would find my people, somewhere in the world where I would feel like I belonged, like people wanted to hear what I had to say, like people cared about me, um, where people were open to receive what I have to give because I have so much to give and share and I haven't found it I don't believe that it's a place that just exists that you somehow elevate your vibration and you get this passcode into some kind of place I think that you find it within yourself when you start getting rid of all the bullshit. One of my favorite quotes about yoga is, yoga is 99% waste removal. And getting rid of all the shitty programming, all of the lies and misconstrued beliefs that we've been indoctrinated with for so long. And that knowing that is so deep, that is visceral, it's somatic, it's of your body, it's in your body, it's not through mind control it happens when you let go in your mind and you surrender to your body and you allow your body to become your safe place that's what my yoga has taught me my yoga practice my yoga lifestyle my yoga journey and I don't think that that's something that a teacher can really teach you I think that the teacher can teach you tools that you can use to find that safe place within yourself I don't really know why this was important today but I wanted to share Um, I also wanted to share on this message that I have a, a little like online course that I'm working on to share the deeper um, philosophies or the deeper truths about yoga, the stuff that is not the yoga poses, um, which is the sort of commodified, um, commercial, commercialized part of the practice. Um, and I'm thinking about putting that out there because I think more and more of us need to be taught so that we can then learn our own way to practice um, and come home to ourselves because it's time now. Now is the time for that. Um, Yeah, this is weird for me. I'm not used to really talking about my own stuff. Um, I guess a few of the things that I've just shared would be considered vulnerable. Um... But I really don't have anything to hide and I'm not pretending to know any more about everything than anybody else. 
Um, all I know is what I have had as my own experience. And from that experience, I have learned so much. Um, one of the things that I've realized that I have done, which is not conducive to my growth or anybody else's, is that I falsely assume that as I learn something and it becomes evident to me that everybody else already knows it too. And, um, and, and I now start to really understand that that is not true and that one of my reasons for being here, one of my life purposes is to receive these things and then put them into my own words and share them with you because you resonate with me and so my job is to be here as your translator um, and share these things, these thoughts. So, well, that's it really for today. I'm trying to keep these daily ones short and they're not even, I'm not sure they're going to be daily, but we're here and we're doing this and this is our now. Um, thank you for listening and um, I hope you practice today in whatever way you practice and I hope that you practice on your own as well as together with others, but that you take time to tune in to yourself and remember who you are and why you came here. a divine message for you your spiritual maturity has evolved now into the genuine power and discernment you have earned your stripes acknowledgement is granted trust yourself and your destiny you are ready